Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Welcome in. Good to see you on this Wednesday, this Masters Wednesday, the Par 3 contest today. At least I think it is. I don't know if COVID has ruined that, but I will be checking it out if it's on. Uh, if not, probably just watching a bunch of live from the range stuff. Bryson DeChambeau decided to put on a show yesterday. I don't know how his back is still intact. I don't know if, if you haven't seen the video yet. Uh, it's it's available everywhere. Bryson DeChambeau just over and over and over again. I mean, with two seconds in between swings as hard as he possibly can. I don't know how, how his back is going to stand up at all, but it is good to be with you again on this Masters Wednesday and a bunch to talk about today. Of course, I am Michael Borky. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of the stream this morning. Uh, a couple of things. Tim Elko, uh, the worst was confirmed. Now, they say he's going to possibly delay surgery and potentially try to play later on in the year. Uh, that's interesting, but uh, it is a torn ACL, kind of what we feared. And um, so what does it mean? Stuff like that. We'll get into that. Also, as predicted yesterday, the NCAA tournament rating was down in, in part. Uh, blowouts don't help, but I don't think I was wrong. The late start is going to lead to poor viewership, but still it was pretty good. Uh, almost 17 million people, <laughs> more than pretty good. Sports are still the king of television, even if they're going down. We've been talking a lot about boycotts lately. You have Major League Baseball moving its all-star game, and then the powers that be that contributed to moving that game are now kind of going back on that decision, and Rob Manfred's kind of on an island of one. Not good for him right now. Um, The Olympics, those are supposed to be this summer. Apparently, reportedly, the United States is considering some kind of boycott of the Olympics due to genocide in China. And then Mike Gundy had a proposal for actual spring football games. We'll get to that as well. Mike Gundy said something that I've been screaming about for years, and I'm glad that somebody is finally getting on board with this. Somebody in some kind of position of power, I get, I, and I don't know why the, my internet's just awful. It, it, I don't know. So I'm fuzzy. I, I, I don't know. Um, hopefully you can still hear me because this is just a joke. But um, I got stuff to do, so I had to do it now. Couldn't uh, adjust anything. This is, I mean, just awful. Um, cannot wait to get C Spire Fiber, and I won't have this problem anymore. Um, anyway. So all that to talk about first, real quick, I want to remind you, number one, uh, if you're watching on stream, this is in podcast form, uh, search Mike in the Morning in iTunes, uh, Michael Borky, just my name, will also turn up results in Spotify, uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. Also find this on YouTube, although today the video quality is going to be awful. You can find it on YouTube and uh, hit that subscribe button there and ring the notification bell. Just search my name right there and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, thank you for tuning in. So we got the news last night. 
Ole Miss beat Alcorn State. It was like eight to one or whatever. I mean, the the game itself really is not the story. The story is um, Mike Bianco after the game, or I guess this was uh, actually before the game started on the pregame radio show that uh, Tim Elko did in fact tear his ACL. The worst uh, that that uh, was feared did come true. He tore his ACL in that trying to stretch out a play at first. Um, you can call it a non-contact injury uh, against North Alabama. Uh, Tim Elko is obviously a big part of that team. He leads the SEC in 36 RBIs. He leads Ole Miss in, in doubles and home runs and total bases. Um, he's the team captain. And, I mean, just an in- incredibly important piece to that team. And, and I talked about it some yesterday, so I won't spend much more time on this side of things, but you just absolutely hate it for this kid. Uh, he got to Ole Miss, couldn't win a starting job right away, and instead of transferring like you you see guys do now, instead of pouting or whatever, he stuck it out, uh, waited his turn. When it became available for him, COVID derails a really good season he was having last year. And then this year, he's the team captain, playing really well. He was the hitter of the month. He's hitting 340-plus uh, so far this season, but the last month he was in the 400s. Team captain, playing really well. He's got a team in in that locker room. They believe they're a national championship caliber team, and then that gets cut short for him as well. I mean, aside from, and we had the conversation on radio yesterday, you know, what do you do? Who do you move? Uh, who replaces him? How do they shuffle the lineup? Stuff like that. And when you do things like that, I'm guilty of it as well. You kind of forget that, you know, that's a human. That's a college kid that for the second year now has had a, a high-level season uh, get derailed uh, for separate reasons. But um, he waited his turn. He did it the right way. Team captain, didn't transfer, didn't pout, just kept working, got better, waited his turn. His chance finally came. COVID cuts the season short. Then next season comes back. He's got a top-five team. He's the captain of that top-five team. He's playing really well. He's probably moving up. In the draft, some he wouldn't have been a first round pick or anything like that, but he's certainly moving up on his way to make a little bit more money. And then, non contact, just a freak accident kind of injury derails that season as well. I just, I, your heart breaks uh, for for kids like this when that happens to them. It's just such a shame. Um, and so, I already talked about what I think they should do yesterday. I think now that we have it confirmed, here's what I will say. Um, I do believe that Ole Miss is a team that can still win a regional, that can still win a super regional. They pitch it well enough uh, to where they'll be able to do that. And while Tim Elko is the best player on that team, uh, they still have other good players that are capable of leading a run to the postseason. But whenever this season ends, whether it be in Omaha, Nebraska, or maybe – even during a regional in Oxford. Whenever the season ends, if you are disappointed in the result, I think you should look back and uh, even apply an asterisk to this. Because, I mean, Tim Elko, obviously, great hitter, but the team captain element, the veteran, the this reliable piece, I think it changes or should change the way you look at this team and its results. And if they still like find their way through a super regional and get to Omaha, then you you also look at that differently too. Being without their best player, being without such an impact guy. So, I mean, 
it's baseball. There are other players. Uh, they weren't going to win or lose just because of the existence of Tim Elko. But I think if if this season changes, if they lose, say, a one-run game that would have sent them to the Super Regionals or something like that, you have to remember who they are possibly missing. Now, reports were last night that uh, they're considering delaying surgery, trying to rehab him a little bit and get him back to play some. I assume, I could be wrong, I assume that would be just in like a designated hitter role and not to play in the field. Um, that that would be just my assumption, my guess. But, uh, man, I couldn't imagine uh, trying to play or considering playing on a torn ACL. Um, tells you what kind of kid he is. He just wants to be back on the field and play with his team. But um, So that that's my main takeaway. Uh, aside from everything I said yesterday, uh, I think your expectations should be slightly altered with this team. Because if they come up just short, I think you should consider what they're missing if that does, in fact, happen. And um, it's a, a great player and their team leader in, in Tim Elko. So we'll see if he's able to come back. I, I mean, that was the reporting yesterday. Uh, that's what Bianco said, is that he's going to delay surgery. They're going to reevaluate him in a couple of weeks and see if he can't try to play on it. I assume, again, it would be just hitting, but who knows? Um, that's tough right there because I I don't know if I'd be able to swing knowing that inside of my leg there's a torn ligament, but uh, he's obviously tougher than me. So sad news, unfortunate news. You you just you hate it for a guy that, that did it the right way, that waited, that was patient, um, didn't pout, didn't transfer, like I said, uh, did it the right way. And just hadn't gotten rewarded for it, but um, we'll see. We'll see if he can come back. Turning the page, like I predicted last night, I told you the NCAA tournament's rating was going to be down. I knew that was coming because, oh, man, um, who on the East Coast was going to be able to stay up for that game? Nobody, absolutely nobody. Uh, The number from 2019 in the national championship game was down 14%. So just under 17 million watched the game. If you remember, that is not that far off from the football number. That shows you how bad the college football national championship viewership number actually was. That basketball, which was down, wasn't that far behind. It should be a a domination, and it's not anymore. Football just fell off this past year, and I've spoke to you guys many times about why I think that is. Uh, The lack of parity has bored people. Um. But the late start and just general trends, uh, you've seen a decline. But what's crazy is, um, and this is what I said about the NFL, too, and I even had people that are on the politics side at Super Talk uh, tell me I was wrong, even though they've, they know nothing about sports TV ratings. Uh, but anyway, um, they wanted to disagree about something they didn't know anything about. Um, the NFL was slightly down as well, and some media outlets tried to push that as, oh, they got woke, and now they're losing money, and get woke, go broke, and stuff like that. No, the NFL is by far, by far, the anything on television, so not just sports, but anything that exists on television, the NFL's trends are better than anything else. Everything else is falling off a cliff plummeting and it's not about getting woke or whatever it's just that's the trends now with streaming services and netflix and hulu and 
Amazon Prime and all this stuff, terrestrial television, regular television, falling off a cliff. The NFL dropping off single-digit percents in a lot of cases, that's not a sign of anything other than health, considering every other sport, everything else on television is just has completely fallen off a cliff. Saturday Night Live, the evening shows, with the exception of Tucker Carlson last year, but even Fox is now uh, losing some. I mean, everybody's losing some because that's how TV works. Um, most everything else is plummeting, and the NFL is sustained. And college basketball, that minus 14 year-over-year number, I have a feeling they're fine with that because it's better than most everything else. But uh, I knew that was coming. I could have told you that was coming. When it's midnight on the East Coast, when a bad game, a blowout is ending, number's not going to be good. But uh, anyway, wanted to pat myself on the back for that one. I, I don't get many right, so I just um, yeah, wanted to toot my own horn there. Next thing, there are a lot of conversations lately about boycotts. Boycotting is a very popular conversation piece lately, especially around sports. You had, as you guys know, Major League Baseball decided to move its all-star game. Well, the commissioner of Major League Baseball decided to move their all-star game um, away from Atlanta because of a voting law that nobody read, myself included, uh, because of a a voting law that I didn't read and nobody else read either. Nobody really knows what's in it. Um, They moved it to Colorado. And now, at least according to the news this morning, people have their eyes set on the Masters. But first off, I did find it funny that when asked about the Masters, Uh, The president, who strongly encouraged Major League Baseball to move its all-star game out of Atlanta, um, is now saying the Masters shouldn't move because the the local economic impact, it it hurts people that don't have a stake in the game. So even now, the president who encouraged Major League Baseball to move doesn't want the Masters to move for the same reason. Anyway, so boycotts are very popular right now. Um, the the Today Show this morning talking about how all Major League Baseball moves, now people have their sights on the Masters. Guess what Augusta National is going to do? Guess what the Masters tournament is going to do? Literally nothing. They, they <laughs> I mean, advis, advocacy groups or whatever you want to call it, that or Keith Olbermann, who's just absolutely lost his mind. I mean, I can't believe what has happened to that guy. Sitting on his balcony overlooking Central Park. I mean, the epitome of... Anyway, he's lost his mind. No matter how many Keith Olbermans out there call for the boycott of the Masters, um, it's not going to happen. The same people that we're going to watch are going to watch. Uh, They're not going to move the tournament. They will laugh at the idea of moving the tournament. The PGA Tour can do nothing about it. They don't want to. But even if they did want to, they can't do anything about it. And (laughs) moving sporting events because of state laws is going to backfire. It backfired on Major League Baseball. Their biggest, one of their biggest supporters, most impactful supporters anyway, has changed his stance on the issue. And I just couldn't help but laugh this morning watching that on the news. Oh, they have their... Sights on the Masters with the tournament starting tomorrow. Yet, yeah, no, no. It will impact nothing. 
Nobody that was going to watch the Masters is now not because of a law in the state of Georgia that a golf tournament has nothing to do with. And you've got a reporter there asking players about, you know, how can you play in this tournament because of the law and most of their answers so far. Rory's was like, I mean, yeah, I live in America because I think it's a great place. I want everybody to have the, the right to vote. But like in his tone, you could kind of feel that he was like, I'm a golfer. What do you, I mean, what do you want me to do about it? Do I have a vote in the legislature? I mean, what, what can I do? I live in Florida. I, I don't know. Um, it, it is uh, an effort in futility. And unlike Major League Baseball, Augusta is just going to put on their tournament. That I would be shocked if they even respond to any of these calls for moving the tournament or boycotting or whatever, because they don't have to. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter at all. Um, but there is something developing. So I'm, I'm obviously very anti-boycott. Uh, I talked about it on the Sunday show. I encourage you guys to go listen to it about the Braves moving. Um, it is a very a political stance that I have on this uh, because like I told you a second ago, I didn't read the law in Georgia. I don't intend to read the law in Georgia. Um, it does not impact me um, at all. It doesn't change my voting ability or anything like that. I am not a political person. I, I haven't read it. And most people haven't either. Um, I do think though, that regardless if you love the new law in Georgia or you hate the new law in Georgia, my position of the only people that hurt are the ones that have nothing to do with it. The only people that are hurting by Major League Baseball moving this, the only people that are getting punished, are the ones that don't have a vote in the legislature, that don't have any poll whatsoever. It's the stadium workers, it's the vendors, it's those kind of people that would have gotten a nice weekend of an extra payday that's been taken away from them, the local bar owners, the local restaurant owners that would have had another reason for people to show up and pack their place that aren't anymore. Those are the people that are getting punished by stuff like this, not the legislatures from not Atlanta that made this law. So I think stuff like this is is not punishing anybody except for those that have no stake in the legislative process. So I am very anti-moving a game because of a law and stuff like that. Um, I'd be very anti-moving the Masters because local the local economy in Augusta uh, benefits from that, and moving it would only hurt those people and nobody else. But it's not going to be moved, so it's fine. Um, that would be my stance on everything, whether I agree with the law or disagree with the law. I don't think anything should be moved when the people that are getting punished have nothing to do with it, just like what I said in Mississippi, when the NCAA and the SEC applied pressure to the state uh, by taking away postseason events for its college teams because of the state flag. Well, they're only punishing people that have nothing to do with it. In fact, they're punishing people that agree with them. I hated that. I'm glad the flag got changed. I've got the new one hanging in front of my house, but I absolutely hated that process because Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss had nothing to do with the flag's existence. In fact, they wanted it to go away. So I hate that process. However, an interesting development is happening uh, for the Summer Olympics. You have, um, excuse me, the Winter Olympics, not the Summer Olympics. I don't know why I said the Summer Olympics. Those are not uh, in China. The Winter Olympics are in Beijing in 2022. Next year's Winter Olympics are supposed to be in Beijing. And according to Sportico, the United States is considering a boycott of those Olympics, according to the State Department. 
Um, this came from the Biden administration, and I'm reading from Sportico again. It says in the Biden administration's most recent direct comments, uh, referring to China, um, a spokesman for the State Department told reporters Tuesday that a boycott is something that they want to discuss in coordination with the al- United States allies. He was not clear what the boycott might entail or whether it would involve the athletes themselves. For example, in the article, they say that Rick Scott, uh, for example, wants the games to be moved elsewhere. That is something that I would absolutely support. Um, Mitt Romney has advocated for an economic and diplomatic boycott, so it allows the athletes to compete um, in a regular Olympics, just punishing them in a different way. Uh, So that is something to keep an eye on as well. Um, this isn't a voting law that's disputed. This is this is genocide in a country that is currently committing that. I am very anti-boycott. I feel like this is different. And if the United States and the athletes decide either the games are moved or we and our allies are not competing, if they want to do that, I would support that. I'd be okay with that. I love the Olympics, um, but I, I think that would be – that feels different. Maybe that's hypocritical. Uh, maybe I'm a hypocrite by saying that Major League Baseball shouldn't move their all-star game, but the Olympics should be moved out of China. I don't think so. Um, I think they're very different. And if the United States wants to do this, then then I would support them fully. And I hope they can get it done because China does not deserve the Olympics. They can find other countries that are prepared to host them. They could do it tomorrow if they wanted to. It shouldn't be at a place that is actively committing genocide. That's just me. Uh, So I think it's different. As an anti-boycotter, I read this story this morning when I couldn't sleep. It was like 4.30 in the morning when I read this. Um, I support it. Uh, I I would be proud of them, honestly, if that's a decision that they made. Maybe that makes me a hypocrite, but that's something to keep an eye on. Um, Beijing hosting the Winter Olympics may not happen. It uh, it may not happen, and uh, I would be okay with that. They do not deserve it. No, they don't deserve it at all. And last thing for you, uh, Mike Gundy had uh, an interesting proposition yesterday, and if you've listened to any of my content for long enough, you know that I have been screaming about this idea for years now. Mike Gundy said recently that um, – They should change the way spring practice happens. He wants a spring game to be against an opponent, a real opponent, not his own team divided with different jersey numbers. No, somebody else, which is something that I've been screaming about for a long time. Mike Gundy uh, talked about it this week. He said, quote, it would be good for us to scrimmage Arkansas. You've got Nebraska. You've got Texas A&M. There's teams around. It would be good to have a spring game or spring scrimmage where you would do it like the NFL, do some inside work, some seven-on-seven, and then do some team. He said, I would be for that from a number standpoint. Uh, Lane Kiffin was talking this week about how they're having a hard time practicing at the moment, like really getting good looks because they've had some offensive linemen out. And you can't divide, if you're short on offensive linemen, a shorthanded group into two teams. So that, um, in Mike Gundy's case, that's really what he's for, is to get real looks. Um, with real numbers, and I love that. I don't. A lot of people don't know that uh, NFL teams actually have joint practices and scrimmages with other NFL teams. 
Um, the Saints have done it with the Chargers recently. They've gone out to San Diego and done, you know, a few practices of training camp. Well, I guess now it's L.A. now. But uh, they, they did it, I know, with the Chargers because Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees would do, like, quarterback competitions against each other. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But um, what's up with the Pelicans? Injuries. Injuries. That's, I mean, that, that's all it is. It's, uh, I mean, they're having to play Najee Marshall, who would never crack a rotation otherwise. Uh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas joined the team yesterday and had to play. Uh, it's just injuries. That, that's the only thing that's wrong with them right now. Uh, they were really hot until they lost six members of the rotation for multiple games. Um, that's it. Um, we'll see tonight. I think if Ingram's back tonight, you get at least a better look, and, and we'll see. But that, that's all. It's they, They've lost three games lately because half the rotation's been gone. More than half the rotation's been gone. Um, but anyway, um, Mike Gundy is on to something here. I think that there's a there's an effort to remove the um, FCS games. I love them. I support them. I think we need them because, I, I mean, I got a little Furman poster up there. I grew up on Furman football, and they need those games. But an actual spring game where you have an actual opponent, I think, would make money, would generate interest, and like Mike Gundy said, would give you a better look at an actual scrimmage in the spring just from a numbers perspective. It makes all the sense in the world, and I'm glad that finally uh, somebody is is out here talking about it, is saying it, because this makes all the sense in the world. Do a joint scrimmage, and they can set it up the same way they do their current ones. Can't hit the quarterback. Uh, you know, we'll blow the whistles when a guy's wrapped up. You don't have to, you know, take a guy to the ground and stuff like that. We'll We'll do it just like we do the spring game, but we'll bring a different team in, and every year we'll alternate sites or something like that, or we'll do one – one practice slash scrimmage at our place, and then next week we'll go to your place. Something like that. It makes all the sense in the world. People would watch. People would go. It would generate revenue. It would give you television content. It would give you better looks. The NFL already does it, so you have precedent. Give us spring games, real spring games. And you can you can still scrimmage it. You can still put a black jersey on your quarterback. But this is far more interesting. I'd love to see it. And uh, I hope this carries on. So, yeah. Yeah, Craig, don't worry about him. I, I'm not worried about him right now. I mean, they still have a shot at the play-in game. Um, they're just missing a lot of people. And um, injuries have just stacked up on that team. And uh, it's hurt them. It's hurt them bad. But uh, not panic time yet. So, y'all have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in, as you always do. And I'll talk to you again on Masters Thursday morning. Talk Mississippi Media Production.